Mindfulness Mode 68. I was very diligent about keeping my mind on what I needed to do. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Thanks so much for listening to Mindfulness Mode. As a thank you, I have some free, easy meditations called Fine-Tune Your Focus 5-Step Challenge. Just go to mindfulnessmode.com slash focus. Enter your name and email, and I'll send you five videos with audio tracks for meditating, clearing your mind, and getting focused. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Riley Otto on the line today. Hey, Riley, are you in mindfulness mode? I sure am, Bruce. That's great. Riley Otto is a light heavyweight wrestler in the 84-kilogram category who fought in the Pan Am Championships in Panama, representing Canada and winning a bronze medal. Riley uses his sport to achieve flow state and has a keen interest in mindfulness. Although retired from wrestling, now Riley uses the same focus and determination in other areas of his life, including his job at an investment firm. So, so Riley, tell Mindful Tribe when you first knew that you loved wrestling, that you had that connection with the sport. Well, when I started wrestling, it, it really came as a, as a bit of a natural thing to me. I tried lots of sports, um, and, I, and I succeeded a bit in wrestling. And, and it was uh, in, in my first year, I, I had come in third place at the, uh, the provincial championships in Nova Scotia is where I grew up. And I had this coach come up to me and say, Riley, I think that, you know, if you really work hard in this sport, you could do pretty well. And, uh, and he said, I, I want you to come down and, and train with me a bit. And before I even walked into that training room, the fact that he had come up to me and spoken to me like that just really made me feel a sense of belonging in that sport. And so how old were you then, Riley? I was 12 years old at that point. Oh, you were 12. And when did you know that wrestling was a, a sort of a mindful thing? When did that whole part of mindfulness start entering into your life? That, that came a couple of years later. Um, I, I explored uh, different, different ways of training and, and different ways of preparing for competition. Um, I had spoken to a couple of sports psychologists um, about, you know, how I could really optimize my performance in that sport. And uh, I remember meeting with one who just kind of turned that light on for me and made me feel like, you know, if you can be uh, mindful in, in the way that you're wrestling, it can really pay off. And the more I I learned that and and, and thought about it, the more that really became a part of, uh, of my practice in wrestling. So is meditation part of your life, Riley? Is that part of your mindfulness? It is. It definitely was uh, when I was wrestling, and it still is today, um, especially when I was in a competition, um, the morning of the competition. I, I would meditate. I would, I would sit down and uh, and visualize what I needed to do and then just clear my mind. 
And I still do that every morning today. Um, in the morning, I'll take 20 or 30 minutes and, and think about what I have to do and then clear my mind and have absolutely nothing on it for the rest of that time that I, that I take away to do that. So I want to go back to the mat and when a match is just about to begin and you've you've taken time to meditate beforehand and you've built up to that moment tell me what's going through your mind when the match is just about to begin when the match is just about to begin there there are so many things that can go through your mind and I think that that was a big part of being mindful to me because it it takes a lot of uh, experience and time to understand that the wrestling is what you need to think about. So when I was when I was coming into a match, there I was very conscious, consciously uh, directing my thoughts at, at what I needed to do and what I would need to think about during the match. Uh, so thinking about what I would need to think about. <laughs> right, right. It's so risky to let your mind stray, isn't it? And that's a big problem for a lot of people, and it certainly was with me in, in my earlier years in the sport. And so how do you stay focused leading up to a match in the few weeks leading up to it where you really have to concentrate on on training and preparing? I found that came pretty natural to me. Um, when I was leading up to a competition and, and preparing for a specific, you know, a big competition where I knew that I would have some, some big challenges uh, and difficult things to face. I was very diligent about keeping my mind on what I needed to do. So I would walk into the practice room and everything else in my life had to be gone from my mind, no matter what was going on with uh, whether it was school or, or work or, or my social life. Those four hours or whatever it was had to be, that was all that could be on my mind. And uh, I was I was very much conscious about that. So were you ever the recipient of a of a cheap shot? I mean, usually in wrestling, there's a lot of respect shown, I think, by by your partners. But tell me how you feel and how you deal with it when when you experience something where there is no respect shown and you experience a, sh- a cheap shot. There certainly was. Um you know, there, there is a culture of respect, uh, especially when when you get to the, the higher levels of wrestling. You have some some very mature athletes who who understand uh, what it is to to be an athlete and be a competitor. Um, but there's always you know bad apples like that. Mm-hmm. And through parts of my career, I had a tough time dealing with that because I found it hard to understand uh, how people thought that way. I, I just couldn't put myself in their shoes and um, whether it would be, you know, saying something back to them if they were trying to get into my, my headspace, which is, you know, kind of their goal when, when that sort of thing happens. Um, but later in my career, I really uh, started to understand that, you know, when there's a different type of person like that, who's okay with doing a cheap shot, whether it's a, a scratch or a, or speaking to you uh, during during the match, or, or something like that. Uh, that that's just something that that you can't be distracted by, and that you need to focus on that match. 
So it sounds like you use mindfulness in that way. And how does that transfer over to the business world? Because, I mean, we all have to deal with people who have varying levels of of respect and authenticity. For sure. Um, I think that that, that exact principle can, can translate into a lot of different areas of your life. You know, you run into some people who who may not, feel the same way about respecting others as, as you do. And, and I think that it's important to realize that, that you need to, to keep yourself in the state of mind that, that you believe you belong in. And uh, I've certainly had some people, you know, might take a cheap shot in any area of my life. And, and to just react in a positive way to that, uh, although it may be a difficult thing sometimes, always has a positive outcome. So looking back, Riley, at your wrestling career, what was the single most challenging, most difficult time for you? Well, oh, that's a hard thing to pin down. I've certainly had a few very, very challenging times, um, whether it's clinching a really close match and, and just being so tired that you can't describe it. Um, but I would say that the most challenging time for me in the sport um, was at the, uh, I believe, 2013 Junior World Championships, where um, I got to the tournament. It was in Romania, and it was four days before the competition, and I just was too heavy for the weigh-in. You have to be a certain weight on the day of the competition, and and I ended up, I had to lose so much weight in just a few days, and I couldn't do it. On the last day, um, I ended up giving up, and I and I wasn't able to compete in the competition, and that had a big effect on me mentally for a while afterwards. Uh, it took me a long time to 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 regather my my thoughts and and be able to really compete at my peak again. But I think that was a big learning experience for me in uh, in just in diligence. So Riley, did you blame yourself? I really did, and uh, you know, I think uh, rightly so. Um, I made a lot of excuses, like like I think many would, but uh, in the end, that was something that was my responsibility, um, and I, I I really did put the blame on myself for that, and uh, I really learned that, that that wasn't something that I could do again. That really helped me in the future, just... Uh, to, to always make sure that planning uh, came into play in everything that I did and, and to you know keep monitoring uh, the state that I'm in and, and checking in with myself. So it's about responsibility, isn't it? And I mean, life is a learning experience. And, you know, the thing is, we're not all perfect. None of us are. And as we move along, we have these learning experiences and we have to learn how to deal with them without beating ourselves up. And luckily, you understand the concept of mindset and mindfulness. How did that help you in the long run as as this is now behind you? Uh, you don't beat yourself up about it now. How does how do you deal with that? Well, that particular uh, situation ended up having uh, repercussions that that lasted longer. Well, it, whether it was uh, monetary fines or you know just losing respect from from some certain 
um, people in the community that that really value that preparation and diligence. So, Riley, what's your personal advantage? What's your biggest strength as a wrestler? What was it that you had that really could clinch it for you in a in a fight? Well, Bruce, I was never I was never super strong physically. Um, uh, I trained very hard. Uh, I trained my body a lot, but never really got to where I wanted it to be. And and I always performed uh, technically and, and strategically, which. Uh, I found that that my mental game was very uh, important to me in that sense that that I was I was very sharp uh, when I wrestled and I was very um, tactical, um, scoring at the right times and you know knowing how much time's on the clock, using everything I could to my advantage. So as a wrestler, you you moved through this journey and now you're no longer a wrestler. You're kind of looking back at it and you're using the skills you learned in other areas. Tell us the turning point when you decided to no longer be a wrestler. Well, I had a really specific plan for my wrestling career. I always wanted to shoot for the 2016 Olympics. It was my goal since I was probably about 13 years old. And uh, I had a very... Uh, difficult time battling a concussion uh, that I sustained later in my career and I started to come to terms with the idea that uh, if I continued wrestling then I would possibly have the chance to to have an impact on my career afterwards and that was not worth it for me Um, as much as I loved the sport I made a really tough decision to stop wrestling before I had planned to and uh, looking back on that uh, I know that that was the right decision. It took a really long time to come to it, but I I use that now. I, I use the strength that I gained through that, whether um, both mental strength and and, and determination uh, in my career now, uh, in order to to use that training that I got in wrestling in a way that can still benefit me now. So Riley, tell us about the work that you do now and and some of the aspects of mindfulness that you apply to it. Well, working now, I'm I'm an investment representative and and an insurance agent uh, here in London. And, uh, you know, I've I've, had to switch my focus from a combative uh, sports physical setting into a setting where I was in in an office and, and kind of dealing with the sorts of things that that weren't physically demanding but mentally demanding um, whether it's taking on a new client and figuring out what they need uh, being able to to use the skills that I that I gained while wrestling and while training in order to to keep doing that and, and it was the same during my my education um, has been really valuable to me so I imagine all through your wrestling career, you've had coaches. Do you have a coach in business to help you? I certainly do. Um, actually, my my coach in business was uh, my coach in wrestling as well. Uh, I actually came to to London uh, through through invitation from him. He he volunteers with the team here at Western, and uh, he was doing some coaching for the national team, which is how I originally connected with him and as a business owner here in London as well. 
And through the strength that he saw me in wrestling, um, he had the foresight to see that that would translate into business as well um, and decided to hire me on there and, and really become my mentor um, in business like he did in wrestling. So Mindful Tribe, just so that you know, as we as we talk about this, Riley is in London, Ontario, Canada. That's the same city I'm in. And Western is the university here. So Riley has been representing Western in wrestling. And so just wanted to clear that up and make sure everybody understands where we are. It's, uh, it's just fascinating how you've taken the skills that you've learned through wrestling and you're applying them to business. And I, I just wonder, is it easier or harder or just different in order to take those lessons and apply them to a career in business? I think it's really just different. I think that when someone finds what they love, um, what you put into it is, is what you get out of it. And, uh, you know, putting the same amount of effort that I did into wrestling, uh, into the business that I'm in now, uh, I don't think there's any limit to the difficulty um, that comes with it. So what do you think the single best lesson, most valuable lesson is that your coach taught you when you were a wrestler? Respect. When I, when I was wrestling um, in the younger age groups, you get a lot of people there who see wrestling as a fight and not a sport and it was early in my career that i that i learned that it is a sport and people need to be respected as your opponent and not as somebody that you're that you're trying to fight and i think that translates into a lot of areas in life where especially in business too um, if you have you know somebody who doesn't see things your way it's not necessarily that that they're malicious in any intent. It's that they have goals and, and they want an outcome and, and you have to respect that or, or I have to respect that uh, in any way. Riley, I grew up with four brothers and we always thought it was pretty fun to wrestle each other and beat each other up and all that kind of stuff. It just seemed to be a, a natural desire that we had. And uh, sometimes we had to be stopped. But did you ever experience that part in your life, like wrestling with brothers or anything like that? Well, I was, I have a couple of brothers who were quite a bit younger than me. And, and certainly they, they love to, uh, to wrestle around with me and challenge me and Often I'm at a bit of a disadvantage. They come at me at the same time. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know wrestling is certainly something that, that is a very natural thing to do, um, something that you do as, as fun, as play, uh, requiring no equipment. And, and, and everyone's done it at some point in their life. And, and to really take that to the next level of being competitive with it uh, was just where I was. Yeah, it does. It does seem like a natural thing to do. And yet we're in a world where there's this movement, you know, down with physical violence, down with physical contact. And and I mean, I understand that. Of course I do. But what is it about us as humans that we want to wrestle? Sometimes we want to beat each other up. What's that all about? Certainly often our emotions manifest themselves in, in a physical way. Um, almost moving past emotion into an extension of, of how we move our bodies. And uh, I think it's so natural for us to want to act on our emotions 
And uh, that's often the way that we naturally feel like doing. And uh, actually, I think that turning wrestling for me into um, a competitive, organized sport uh, really pulled me away from that, uh, where in my everyday life, uh, I didn't have the, the want or need to do that. Um, if I had some sort of argument or, or anything like that, it was wrestling was a whole separate part of my life. Riley, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30-second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? Well, Bruce, I went to a school where I was really, really close with, uh, with one of my particular teachers there who also was my wrestling coach at the time and, and really became a mentor for me throughout that. And, and that was one of his fundamental principles in his life. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? You've talked a little bit about that already, but can you just kind of tell us a bit more? Well, being in such a physical sport as I was, uh, you often have emotions arise as a result of, of that combat. And I think that I had to control that a lot with mindfulness. And, and I think that that just spread out into every area of my life. So tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice. Breathing. I'm just thinking how I I always, breathing was a huge part of when I, my mindfulness practice and competition. And uh, I've never really put my thoughts together on how, how that translates into my everyday life. And it totally does. Can you share an app that helps you be more mindful? I use a few apps that I, that I use to help me be more mindful in particular with how I control my body. Uh, so I use an app that tracks uh, my sleeping in order to optimize the quality of my sleep, as well as uh, I use an app to try to track my diet. So I use uh, Sleep Cycle in order to track my sleeping and my net diary, it's called, for, for my diet. I find that uh, really helps me keep track of what's going into my body so that I can control every aspect of that. Yeah, something we should all be mindful about, I think. What advice would you give a person who is new to this whole idea of mindfulness and they'd like to start using it in their life? Well, I think that uh, what was important for me was to develop uh, a way to implement mindfulness into something that I really loved and it naturally moved on to everything else. So, being aware of your surroundings and how your actions affect yourself and other people uh, can really improve the quality of of anything you really care about, I think. Riley, in our pre-interview chat, we talked a little bit about Muhammad Ali and about how you'd love to read his biography, read about his life. I think that's a book that you would really like to read about it. But let's talk about him for a minute. What about Muhammad Ali really impresses you? Muhammad Ali, I think, is, is a really interesting example of somebody who, um, I'm talking his younger years before his, before you know he had some, some problems later on, uh, but when he set a goal, there was nothing that could come between him and that goal, and I think that he became so determined that, that he would go through any lengths and, and really be mindful of where he was and where he needed to be 
Uh, I really idolized that about him. So besides him, who else do you admire in the world? Are there other figures out there, either in wrestling or maybe elsewhere? There are a few. Um, I look at Elon Musk in the business world as somebody who really uh, deserves a lot of respect uh, in my eyes. I think that he took a business and, and really succeeded in it. And instead of thinking, how can I make more money? He thought, how can I improve myself as a businessman and help the world at the same time? Riley, it's been really fascinating talking to you about your journey, your wrestling, the mindfulness and the mind flow that you've achieved as part of that. And I know that you're all over YouTube. There's all kinds of videos of you wrestling and so on. If Mindful Tribe wanted to contact you or learn more about what you do, where would we go? Well, Bruce, now that I'm not as as active in the sport as I was, uh, like we had spoken about earlier, uh, my plan is to, to get back into coaching and give back some of that great positive energy that uh, that some coaches gave to me. But, uh, you know, I, I think that the easiest way to contact me, if, if anybody would, would like to know a bit more about how I stay mindful, uh, would be via email. So my email address is riley at autus.ca, A-U-T-U-S. Oh, yeah, and that'll be in the show notes as well, everybody. So great to connect with you, Riley. I'm very impressed with your life path and what you've done already at such a young age. And you're taking all those skills and moving forward with them. So it'll be very fascinating to watch your career. So thanks very much for being on the show, Riley. Oh, thank you for having me, Bruce. I really had a great time speaking with you as well. Oh, that's great. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.